Chase Trey. How you going? You going well? I hope you are. It's Tuesday, December 7. This is NBA Australia. I am your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Uh, for whoever wants to pay me money. That's basically how I roll. Uh, here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown on all the ins and outs of the NBA season while ripping Australia a bit. That's what we do here. We don't take things too seriously either. We leave that for the nudes. Basketball's a game, man. We're just Games are fun. <laughs> Ten games today. We're going to talk about all of those in the NBA Australia game wraps. Uh, a couple of other little bits of news, some more COVID. Not great, I'll tell you that much. Either way, uh, we've got a juicy slab of That's Not a Knife. Old Mate, No Mate, Spud of the Night, Better Than Lonzo Ball. We've got Yeah Nas, we've got the Unpopular Opinion of the Day. And we've got our back take house, where we're serving up a flame girl take. There's a very brief Australian player watch, and uh, a team-wide Shane Hill Shooter Shoot Shooter Shot Light'em Up award today to give out. That's nice. And a uh, very brief... Game previews and picks tomorrow. There's only three games, which is awesome because uh, I've got the squid all day tomorrow. So who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, we'll finish off with the Jingles HR as well. So let's get bloody to it. NBA Strayer episode 714. Let's go. All right, support for NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. They offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. That's better than the 1.0, the 2.0, and the 3.0, even if you think algorithmically. That's what it's all about. Anyway, they just launched that all across Australia and New Zealand, so you can check that out. Join over 2 million men worldwide, including myself. Oh, man. Bunch of other folks I know who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Seriously, we uh, got the chance to try out the new 4.0. I love it. Just go to Absolute Town. you got to look after your junk. If you're not, you're doing yourself a disservice and anyone who goes anywhere near your junk. An even bigger disservice, I'll tell you that much. Yikes! So... The best part about the lawnmower is that it's got a light and it's got a ceramic blade. So the old skin-safe technology, it's awesome. You go to town, you feel safe and confident having at it, (laughs) which is what it's all about. It's also, you know, waterproof, wireless charging. Mate, look, basically it comes down to the simple fact if you're using your face trimmer on your nuts and then using it back on your face, it's gross. Grow up, get your own ball hair and body hair trimmer Manscaped to make me time the best time. And uh, 20% off free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And as I've already mentioned, so will anybody else who is lucky enough to get near him. I'm just saying. All right. So 20% off and free shipping with the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code STRAYER. They've also got a bunch of other men's grooming products. It's awesome. Check it out now. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Uh, you better! Or oh, you better watch out for the Embiid attack if you're Charlotte. Or oh, how about the COVID attack if you're apparently every bloody team? 
or the United States or the world. Still a pandemic, but still going on. Let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with the daily whip around, which is also just Jimmy's whinge of the day, isn't it? Oh, tell you what, you play a bit of pub cricket, you bat a little bit longer than you used to. My arms are fucking killing me today. It's crazy. <laughs> Got two giant shiners on my thigh. Another one on the other one from keeping. God damn. Anyway, let's start today's show with the news. Uh, the players of the week were announced. Old Donnie Mitchell over there in the West and DeMarjo Rosen for the East, which is pretty good because Donnie, we talked about this uh, yesterday's show for the weekend winners. He went off like a frog in a sock. And DeMarjo Rosen, like, successfully battled Kevin Durant and the Bulls are awesome. Unfortunately, that also leads to the next bit of news. The Bulls have also just lost DeMarjo Rosen to the old COVID protocols, which stinks. The cool thing is, uh, when that happened, I was like, oh, we'll see if that changes the line on the uh, Denver game today. It did a bit. I think they were four and a half point favorites yesterday. Let's check that. Uh, something like that, at least. Yeah, let's check it out. Where is it? Yeah, four and a half, and then it was one and a half. So it's moved a bit, and uh, it's like, but, yo, you realize that Chicago still have a lot of good, even without Caruso was out today. Uh, what was it, an ankle or a calf strain? And uh, missing Kobe White in the protocols and Javante Green, etc. Uh, losing DeMar. Look, they've still got Vooch. They've still got Levine. They've still got Lonzo. And they took care of business today. But DeMar in the COVID protocols, that stinks. Yeah. Giannis is back, though. That's kind of nice, isn't it? Back from his calf tightness. And uh, for his birthday. Oh, she has a birthday with Larry, Larry Bird. Isn't that nice? Oh, hooray. And uh, good other news for the Bucks. Dante Di Vincenzo has been uh, assigned to the G League. The Wisconsin Herd. That's who the uh, Bucks affiliate is. Uh, so he'll be back. He probably making a season debut sometime in December, which is pretty gnarly because Dante, you'll remember, was a pretty big sort of gap through that run at the end of the playoffs in the finals. Like, just another wing dude who can guard pretty bloody well. Can threes. The Bucks missed him and they could use him back. And then, obviously, the big news, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, a.k.a. Box Hill Benny, a.k.a. Benny the Bricky. Dame Lillard's all like, hey, man, you know it sucks. The fucker blazes, man. We suck. I wouldn't mind playing with Ben Simmons, so. A.k.a., would you please fucking trade CJ already for Ben? According to Dame. Uh, if you're the Sixers, it's like, well, geez, I hope you enjoy Portland. Tobias Harris. <laughs> So this is one of those things where the athletics sort of talk about the end of the uh, Neil O'Shea regime and what might happen next for the Blazers. And no one's entirely certain because how and why would you be where they've got an interim uh, GM, Joe Cronin, uh, basically a cap expert. He's worked his way all the way through up to the, uh, you know, interim GM. They will probably be talking to other folks who they might, you know, bring in. But in the meantime, they're not going to make a goddamn move because why would they? They're struggling in the moment, the Blazers. We all know that. Chauncey Billups is like yelling at them and going, hey, man, you guys ain't got no heart. What's going on there? It's like, you're the coach, Chauncey. <laughs> I mean, shit, that's your job. Uh, but the idea being, like the interim GM isn't going to pull a fucking trade on a CJ McCollum, uh, pull the trigger on a CJ McCollum trade without at least Jody Allen going, yes, we are going to do this, and every incoming GM candidate that I'm talking to understands that this is our new direction. 
it seems a bit fucking beyond the pale for me that that's what they'll do, but who knows? So uh, we also got this sort of from the wash of the O'Shea stuff about how the Blazers had sort of talked about Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum and a first rounder and maybe either a young player like Nasir Little or uh, Anthony Simons. The Sixers were like, nah, fuck that. Uh, we'll take CJ and draft picks and draft pick swaps. And it's like, fuck off. Simmons can't hit a shot. Blow it out your ass. They hung up the phone. Uh, and you're seeing here way more of this sort of stuff in the next week or so, right? Until we hit December 15 when the vast majority of the NBA can suddenly be uh, actually put into trades. which is It's everybody essentially at that point. So with that in mind, as if on cue, Demata Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, Pascal Siakam, Simo, CJ, Dame... Suddenly there's a few big names being bandied about in trade rumors, and that'll continue for the next week and a bit. And uh, you'll see other teams panic a little bit. The Pacers winning today was pretty funny because it's like as soon as teams sort of start getting a little bit desperate, they weirdly win a game. Meanwhile, Washington are just like, oh, we would like to do that. Either way, so keep your eye out for uh, more and more rumors. That's what we'll be doing. That's what we do every day here on NBA Australia. Right, let's get to the game wraps. Let's do it. Game raps, 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 game raps. Game raps, game raps today. Philly beat Charlotte 127-124 in overtime. Uh, I did get a message. I believe it was our man Dan Drosher asking if this is the first game without a point guard on either team ever. It felt a bit that way too. They're just kind of like, you know, rolling out shooting guards, masquerading as point guards. Uh, both teams, because obviously Charlotte don't have Terry Rose. Ish Smith went into the protocols as well. Uh, Philly, obviously, without Tyrese Maxey, without Ben Simmons. One of those ones where you're like, Ben Simmons, if he just wanted to, you know, re-ingratiate himself with the Sixers fans, would put his hand up one of these games where they're just like, fuck, who are we starting? Shake Milton? Shit. And uh, Simma go, nah, look, I'm all right, let's go. Roll it out there, I'll have a crack. And I swear, like a third of the Sixers fans who hate him would probably go, oh, he's not that bad then. And with good cause. Either way, they win this one because of Joel Embiid. Uh, very, you know, what, a severely shorthanded Charlotte as well, like missing half their fucking team. Didn't matter much. They were up early in this. Sixers came flying back. Got up big in the second quarter. Then it was like a weird shitty end of the half for the Sixers. Gave up a couple of threes. Uh, one off a good steal by Ubre. Ubre's playing out of his skin at the moment. Uh, Charlotte had uh, basically came down to like, you know, the arm wrestle. It was classic. Embiid was dominating. The Sixers stay in front, but midway through the fourth, the Hornets get the lead back after a Booknight putback that was off the fucking chain. Booknight's got some hops. That was sick. And uh, Cody Martin cuts up the Sixers' D. They go ahead. Doc's like, well, fuck, what's happened? So like, yeah, you're the coach, Doc. You should know. Uh, they go back and forth the rest of the way. Ubre smashes a three to put them up three late. Then Embiid gets a weird uh, foul on... Basically a move where he very clearly traveled, and <laughs> they didn't call it. Uh, misses one of those free throws, then after an Ubre miss, thanks to uh, Aussie Matty T, with a sick closeout, and B brings the ball up, point center, and smokes a jumper. It was beautiful. Game tied. Uh, Charlotte run a possession where Miles Bridges just kind of dribbled around a bit. A couple of switches. A little bit of a pick set. Got a bit more space. Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to shoot it. <laughs> missed wildly. Eight seconds left for the sixes. And uh, Embiid misses a horrible one-legged fadeaway from the top of the key. And that was it. Uh, that was overtime. So we got, well, the first six points for the Sixers of overtime were by Embiid. He just came out and went, all right, fuck it, boom. Ubre had a three and another two after that as well. But that was it for the Hornets. They literally didn't score anything else. Everything else rimmed out. It was brutal to watch. 
They just couldn't manufacture. Like, I mean, this is what happens. You don't have half your fucking team. Suddenly you can't manufacture easy points. And that's what Embiid did. Literally on the next possession, they got a Harris dunk and off they went. They won. Uh, they also got a steal at the end where like 12 seconds left. Where it's still only one possession game and Doc didn't challenge it. Like it was very clearly like Tobias Harris going, oi, challenge that, come on. I didn't touch it, go out of bounds. And Doc, what are you saving for? Tell you what, Doc is not covering himself in glory with some of these uh, end-of-game spots. But either way, the Hornets went 16-46 to 46 from three. I think they, if they had a top 17, it would have been, yeah, five games straight with 17 made threes, which is crazy. The last one, which would have been, you know, the game tie, just completely uh, eluded them, though. The elusive 17th one. Ubre was awesome. 13-24. He made six threes. He had 35. He was unreal. Miles Bridges, 16-6-6 on 16 shots. Not bad, man. Not bad. Uh, 12 points, 9 assists for Gordon Hayward. His shot was not falling today. PJ Hamilton, Washington's did. He had 16-8-4. Booknighter was... Uh, look, I feel like they should have been playing more Booknight already this season, and now they've got no excuses. Play more Booknight. 11 points, 4 of 8 shooting for him. The Sixers went 15 and 36 from three as well. Embiid absolutely monstered him. 43, 15 and 7. Spoiler alert! He's going to be uh, coming up later. 21 and 11 for Tobias Harris. I love that he needed to get to overtime to get past his uh, classic, Hi, I'm Tobias Harris and I've scored 19 points, Mark, which is good. Uh, Shake Milton went four of six from downtown, 16 points. Uh, Set the shit one, Curry. Oh, hang on. Here he goes. He went 0 of 6 from 3, but... Oh, Kreutz! Woo! Yeah, you better believe it. 3-11 from the floor. Love it. Ah, oh, love that. Love a good 3-11 drop. Uh, in front of his dad, who didn't seem to know how the rules work. I'm like, Del Curry, you've played in the NBA. You're a broadcaster. The ball went out of bounds at the end. The team called a timeout. Yes, they can advance the ball with eight seconds left. What are you talking about? Oh, God. Isaiah Joe hit three threes as well. He had nine. Anyway, good win for Philly. Sneaking that one out. Look, they should have kicked the shit out of them. Charlotte don't have half their team, but they fight and fight and fight. You'll have to see. They're 14 and 12. Philly of 13 and 11. OKC, after a record-setting loss, the biggest loss in NBA history, wasn't looking great either in this one. They're in Detroit. They end up winning at 114-103. Giddy is back. SGA's back, and they weren't doubled up at halftime. They are only down 13, so that's better than 36. That's an improvement. Uh, but then a solid third quarter, only down nine going to the fourth. SGA, Gids, Dort, they're all playing really well. Then they fucked them up in the fourth quarter. Okay, see, seriously, went, ah, oh, who's that over there? Yeah, let's fuck them up. Detroit, yeah, sick. Dort was smoking hot. SGA turned it up a notch. Moose Muscala, Kenrick Williams, the, literally the rest of the bench didn't miss. They went 7-7. Seven seven. In fact, the entire team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, went 17 of 19 from the floor and 4-4 four four from downtown. They missed two shots the entire quarter. They win it. They ripped off a 42-22 fourth quarter, win the game, played hard. They were attacking the basket. This is the thing with SGA. He is just a fucking demon when he gets into the paint. I love it. Cade Cunningham was really good today as well. 28-11-6 with a steal. He hit six threes to their man Cade. Jeremy, Jeremiah, and Grant had 20 points. Big Deke Bay, 15 points. Oh, Jeremy, that's not bad. Yeah, it took him five or 16 shooting. The Thunders, SGA, 30 and 13. What a game. He was awesome. He was constant throughout as well, right? Like, he was actually the one who missed the two shots in the fourth quarter. 
Uh, but he was really good all through the game, bouncing back from his uh, concussion. So that's kind of nice. 12 of 15 at the line. Unreal. Dort had 28. He went 5 of 10 from downtown. Gids came back with a 12.5 assist effort. Kenrick Williams, 12 points as well off the bench. Amazing stuff for the Thunder. Big win. Big turnaround. Love to see it. Detroit are now 4 and 19. OKC, 7 and 16. Washington, I mentioned this earlier. They lost. Oh, geez. Indy, 116-110. Beat Washington. Pacers came out. Laid the smack. This is a hilarious one. If you've ever seen the uh, Gamecast worm of a game... This one is fucking hilarious. Like, Beal played his ass off, but Washington just, look, couldn't get anywhere near them all game. It was hilarious. One of those go, one of those games where Indy got up, like, 10 early, and it literally never got any closer the entire game. The worm is just, like, almost two straight lines from the start, and Washington ate into it right at the end, but not by much. They shot 15 threes, Washington, and hit seven of them. Uh, but that's not going to win you many games. Beal had 34, goes 12 and 19 from the floor, 9 and 10 at the line, 4 assists. Kuzma has 14, Gafford 14, Trez and Aaron Holiday both 11, but that's not enough. The Wiz, just something lacking sometimes in this team, isn't it? Pacers, 9 and 23 from 3. This was not a big three-pointing shooting game, I'll tell you that much. Uh, Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis. The old, uh, hey, you want me to build up my trade value game? 30 points, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. You love it. Uh, my sweet baby, Carrots Levert, 19. El Presidente, Malcolm Brogdon. He had uh, 17, 6 and 8. 6 to 13 from the floor. Couldn't hit a 3, but still. O'Shea Brissett did. He went 12.8 rebounds. He went 3 3 from downtown. Washington now dropped to 14 and 11. And I, I'll keep. Look, it doesn't matter how many times you want me to say it, but look, this is what Washington are. They have a much higher floor than they did last year, but they're just a very professional, okay basketball team. They've now lost three on the trot. They're 14-11. They're right there with everybody else in the middle, creamy middle of the East. It's just how it goes. Uh, in Indy, look, they needed that one desperately, didn't they? They'd lost four on the trot. It was looking pretty bad, but good on them. Speaking of winning on the trot, Memphis! They beat the pants over Miami, 105-90. Jimmy Butler came back. Didn't matter to the Grizz. They're like, we don't fucking care, mate. We don't even go behind in these games anymore. Seriously, that's their fifth straight game where they've not trailed. The craziest part is this isn't quite wire-to-wire because wire, it was tied early and they had won four straight wire-to-wire wire games. But still, this is five games where they've not been behind. That is fucking incredible. All without Jar Morant. I'm just saying. Look, they jumped out of the gates, fucked Miami up, got up 18 at one point in the fourth. Like, this was just a blowout. Miami were, had pulled it down to like six, I think, at the start of the third. And then that was literally as close as it got for the rest of the game. It wasn't under double figures for the rest of the second half. I was fucking nuts. 23 turnovers for the Heat. Butts had a rough one coming back. 10 points on 13 shots. Big Buddha Gallery had 17 points, 8 assists. Uh, there goes my hero. Tyler Hero, 24. 11 of 19 shooting. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan, but he can't hit a shot. Duncan Robinson, 10 points, 4 of 8 shooting, 2 of 5 from downtown. Duncan, mate, we are paying you to do one thing and one thing only. Hit fucking threes. What are you doing, man? Nothing. Uh, the Grizz, all the starters are in double figures. Desmond Bain at 21. He was awesome. Just does a little bit of everything. Dylan Brooks, 21 points, 8 assists. Triple J at 14, 17 points, 16 rebounds. Oh, Stephen Adams, eh, bro? Oh, I played a really good game, eh? Tyus Jones at 14. Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones. Grizzlies, absolutely belt Miami, in Miami, on the road, without Jamarant. 
What a world. They're five and zip without Jar. They're 14 and 10 now. Miami, 14 and 11. Chicago, lose DeMar, didn't matter. Kick the shit out of Denver, 109-97. No DeMar, no Caruso, no Kobe. Kobe White. Uh, Denver actually uh, came out like the clappers in this one, but then the second half rolled around and bang, pow, 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 pow. Uh, back and forth, third quarter, Levine made some big shots for the uh, Bulls. Vooch as well. And then they stormed away in the fourth quarter. The floodgates, the floodgates, they've opened. It was amazing. Lonzo a three and a flagrant uh, on top of that. Tony Bradley gets a dunk. hey oh Dosamu hits a three. It goes from a four-point game to bang. They're up 13 literally within no time. And uh, the Bulls outscored the Nugs 63-48 in the second half. Not not ideal. They're up 18 again in the fourth quarter. Crazy stuff. And it came from everywhere. Like, everyone was involved for Chicago, which was fucking cool. They're just a really fun team to watch. Vooch, Levine, Lonzo, Derek Jones Jr. Oh, they're all just getting involved. It was fun as. The Nugs, look, just not enough uh, offense outside of Joker. And he was well held because he and uh, Vooch, look, when you've got your big Euro setters, mate, oh, there's no love lost there, is there? No, there's not. 17, 12, and 15 triple-double for Joker. Shot 6 of 17, though. No. Uh, 19 for Will the Thrill and Monty Morris. 18 for Air Gordon going up against his old dunk comp nemesis, Adam Zaki Cakes Levine. Uh, 14 and 13 for El Jefe Green, but just nothing else for the Nugs. Nothing else outside of those dudes. Uh, Levine had 32 and 8. He was awesome. Shot 13 and 23. Lonzo had 20, 10, and 4. Nailed four threes. Vooch had a 20 and 10. Derek Jones Jr. 12 and 9. Ayo ends up with 11. Denver, they dropped 11 and 12. Chicago, and now 17 and 8. Basically, right up there on top of the East with the Nets. You love to see it. Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland! Lost a heartbreaker to Milwaukee. 112, 104. Jimmy, that's eight points, man. It's not a heartbreaker. Well, it was. It was close. This is a really fun game. Cleveland don't give a fuck. Cleveland! It's awesome. They're really fun. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland couldn't hit a goddamn shot all night. Neither could Evan Mobley. Didn't matter. They were still right there all the way down the stretch. They fight. They come at you like a fucking Gold Coast meth head. It just doesn't stop. You're going to fucking wail on them with like a, one of those big heavy glass ashtrays or something. Uh, they got it down to one. Kept it around two in the fourth quarter with the Bucks. Look, Middleton, Giroux, uh, even Giannis hitting threes like just sort of steadied them a little bit. And Milwaukee were... Uh, Able to pull it out, but Jared Allen had 25 and 9. Lowry, that's a girl's name, Mark, and he goes 4 of 9 from Debbie. He had 20. The supersized lineup for Cleveland. Cleveland! I mean, it's ideal against Milwaukee, right? Like, you want to build a fucking wall for Giannis. This is how you do it. Mobley had 12, 6 and 2. He shot 3 of 12, though. Just a couple of shitty little gimmies around the bucket. Mobley couldn't get to go. Uh, Darius, Judy Garland, 3 of 12, 1 of 3 from downtown. He had 10 points, 9 assists. Kevin Love only shoots threes now again, apparently. 5 of 11. All from three. 15 points for him. Seven points, nine assists for Ricky Tikitata, Rupi, oh, and the Bucks. Giannis had 27, 12, and two. Three of three from downtown. He was amazing. 27 and eight for Drew Holiday. Middleton had 21 and eight as well. How's Bobby Porter's fight? Bobby Porter's fight around the world. Uh, here's an idea. Did anyone check to see if it's a really good idea to have Bobby Portis and Boogie Cousins on the same team? Like, Bobby Portis just might fucking take his block off. Anyway, 10 points, 16 boards for him. Paddy Connaughton hit three threes as well. He had 12. Cleveland. Cleveland! Dropped to 13 and 12. Milwaukee, 16 and 9. Atlanta beat Minnesota, 121-110. Cat comes back after hurting his bum and another shitty flat showing from the Wolves. Sure. No D-Lo, but this is uh, the world's most predictably, unpredictably bullshit team in the NBA. No D-Lo. Beasley... F- Played awesome, though. But their D's a train wreck. This is the thing. Atlanta just 
Didn't miss any threes. They were incredible. Our franchise record, 25 threes, in fact. TLC went nuts. My buddy, Timothy Lualu Cabarro, sat next to him when he got drafted. Trey Young, Gallo, they hit four each. John Collins, he had three. Gorgie fucking dang hit threes. It was insane. In fact, the only player not to hit a three on the Hawks was Capella. What a win. Anyway, big win for Atlanta. Speaking of teams who are undermanned, that's exactly what Atlanta are. Missing Cam Reddish, missing DeAndre. Hannah! Bogdan Bogdanovich and so on. Uh, the Wolves, 31-16-6 for Cat. It was awesome. Ant-Man had 20-7. and seven. Malik Beasley had 24. He hit six threes. No one else did shit. Brutal scenes for the Wolves. Balmara goes one of six, two of five for Torrey in the Red Bull Prince. Jalen McDaniels goes two of not brutal. Uh, for the Hawks, meanwhile, 29 for Trey. TLC has 23. He went 7 of 14 from downtown for his 23. Love it. Gallo. He had 20 off the bench. 13 and 6 for John Collins. That's a tall cocktail. And Clint Capello has four blocks, 16 boards. What a what a world. Nine points as well, but didn't hit a three. What a loser. Uh, Minnesota are now 11 and 13. And Atlanta, 13 and 12. Big win for them, especially with... Uh, all the holes in their roster at the moment. San Antonio put up a really good fight against Phoenix. They lose it, though, in Phoenix, 108-104. Spurs came out hot. The Suns gave them the old clamps in the second quarter. I think it kept them, like, 15 points in the second quarter. It was crazy. And sort of rested control of the game in the third quarter. And you're like, ah, oh, here we go. The Suns will run this one out. Off they go. Then the Spurs go, nah, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. Uh, start the fourth on a massive run. 18-5 run. They tie the game up. DeJunte Murray comes to life. Teenage Mutant Jakob Pertle. Off it goes. And down the stretch, it's just fucking tight all the way. And then CP3 just gets basically the last couple of minutes, goes, right, fuck yous. We're going to win this one. Comes up with a huge play off DeJunte Murray where he stops a score and somehow manages to get the ball to go off DeJunte out of bounds as well. Hits a great shot and one late. Three-point game. Uh, Cam Johnson buries ones from the corner as well. Suns hold on. They win. DeJunte has 17 and 14. 12 on 12 shots for Deza White. Not ideal, Deza. You can't have that hair and uh, look that bad on the uh, score sheet. Teenage Mutant Yakupurtle at 14-11. Bryn, your mum's best mate, 15. He was awesome too. Uh, but it was everybody else. Trey Jones, 1 of 8. Lonnie Walker, 2 of 6. Ugh. How's Josh Primo, though, the rookie? Four blocks in 18 minutes. He had five points, two rebounds, three steals, and four blocks. That's Aussie Matty T territories. 21 and 10 for CP3. Aiton has 14 and 9. Jay Crowder, 19 and 6 as well. Uh, mashed in four threes. And Shamwell gets the start in place of Devin Booker, who's still out, obviously. He shot two and nine for his 11 points. But McGee, JaVale McGee and Cam Johnson both uh, go for 13 off the bench. Suns, good on them. They're 20 and four. San Antonio, eight and 14. Orlando got shit pumped by Golden State, 126.95. Big logo three from Curry. End of the first quarter, you probably saw the uh, highlight. Shooting from the logo. After he'd fucked up and uh, basically had the ball stolen from him underneath the Orlando basket... By Gary Harris. Curry's like, fuck, goddamn, better make up for that. Now to half court three, pretty cool. And this was close, and then it wasn't. The Warriors just kicked the fucking doors down. Blew them off their hinges, mate. <laughs> Steph went off. We go smashing in threes. This was over at the half. Warriors up 21, and it didn't get any better. Wendell at 14 and 12. 15 for Franz Wagner. Hello. Gary Harris at 17. Ice cool. Ice cold. Anthony was ice cold today. He went 0 of 5 from downtown. He had 9 points. But I'll tell you what, Ice Cole Anthony went 3 of 11. Woo! Great. Great stuff, Ice Cole Anthony. 
You love to see that. Uh, but also, what? RJ Hampton was out there doing work. You love to see that. I love me some RJ Hampton good games. So uh, pretty handy. The Warriors, they went 20 of 40 from downtown. 15 of which came from Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, not bad. Lazy 31 in 31 minutes for Steph. 7 of 13 from 3. He's out there. I'm really close to breaking Reggie. Uh, no, yeah, he's already broken Reggie. He's after Ray Allen now. He's like, wait, how many more do I need? I can maybe get it in this game. 20-odd threes? What do you reckon? Not quite, but Maple Jordan thought the same thing. 8 of 10 from 3 for Andrew Wiggins. 28 points for Maple Jordan. You love it. 12 for Jordan Poole on 4 of 15 shooting. Yikes. Uh, Belly Belita had 10. Come bucket. Kaminga, he had 9 points. But either way, Orlando are now 5 and 20. Uh, I did mention on yesterday's show, all they do is lose, but they do cover the spread. They did not today. Even with the 14 and a half, uh, this was just a belting. Because Golden State are now 20 and 4 and absolutely crushing it. And the last game of the uh, day, the Clippers 102-90. This was a really good game. All the way through, it was held tight. Clippers could never get up and away. Same with the Blazers. Nurk is playing out of his skin all game. Then gets a flagrant right towards the end. And the wheels fall off. Two minutes. And it's just the game was over. The Clippers just ran away with it. It was fucking crazy. Uh, Clippers 100% just punked him in the last two minutes. And, like, talk about dispiriting for the Blazers. Like, you're at home. Up until, like, you know, the other day, they basically had a 10-game win streak. Now they've lost, like, three in a row at home, and they just kind of suck in general. They didn't have CJ McCollum, but they were in this all the way through. But that fourth quarter, like, it was absolutely a Barry Crocker shocker. Because it was essentially a two-point game with four minutes to go. And I'll tell you what. If you guessed, hey, Jimmy, did the Blazers score two more points the rest of the way? I'd say, hmm, you might be right. And that was it. That was literally it. Two more points for the last four minutes of the game. Well, the Clippers ratted off uh, 12. Yeah, so not not ideal. That's not how you actually win games, Blazers. I'm just saying. It basically looked like they were tanking. It was crazy. Anyway, they got smoked in those last twelve uh, four minutes. It was weird. Nurk ends up with 31. It was great. One, he hit a three, which is beautiful. Norm had 20. Norm! And 29 and 5. Dennis Smith Jr. out there crushing it again. 13.7 assists. Me and my tiny little fucking granny flat stuck to the side of the Dennis Smith Jr. asteroid hurtling through the abyss of space. There's room if anyone wants to join me. It's got a working sink. <laughs> Covington sucks. He's shithouse. Larry Nance had no impact. Cody the bank teller Zella. Look, you get to run an actual bank teller out there. He might have done better than two of seven. For the Clippers, Paul George had 21 and eight. Four steals as well. Uh, Mook Morris had 17 and four. Reggie Jackson had 16, six and six. He did shoot seven of 19. He had a three right at the end that was just a fucking kick in the guts. Uh, for the Blazers, Duckman, Luke Kennard had 15. Bledsoe on the bench. You love to see that. Brandon Boston Jr. had 13 points as well. Portland dropped 11 and 14. Clippers moved to 13 and 12. All right. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, well, we better give this to Demarcus Sabonis. No. Look, Sabonis was good. 30, 10, and 6. It's his ninth career game with 30 and 10. There's only, uh, I think, two other players with that many uh, games at age 25 or younger in Pacers history, Jermaine O'Neal and Clark Kellogg. So, yeah, there's a bit of a weird stat for you. But, of course, this one goes to Joel Embiid. He was 
absolutely immense today. 43 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists and a steal. The way he just went, mm, oh yeah, there's nobody on Charlotte uh, that's like within about a foot of my height. So maybe I should drop 43 on him. What do you reckon? The most infuriating aspect of the Embiid game was that he's so good. He's like just settling for jump shots and nailing them like at a horrifyingly awesome rate. But you're like, at the same time, Joel, if you're going to post up, just keep going deeper and actually just get an easier bucket than a one-legged fadeaway. And like that's what was so infuriating about the uh, potential game winner that he missed at the end. It was like a one-legged fadeaway from the top of the key and it was just like, not even close. You're like, Embiid, you can get closer. This is dumb. Uh, but he was incredible. 15 of 20 from the floor. 15 of 20. He went one or two from downtown. So it's like the weird flip side. If he's feeling it from the uh, mid-range, like he's actually working his way towards the basket and not settling for threes. And it was weird listening to the uh, Charlotte call because that, oh my God, I'm excited. Charlotte Hornets guy. He's like, oh, he's settling. And then it's like, splash, another bucket. Splash. And, oh, he's settling. Oh, he's hit it again. And uh, it's like, no, Embiid's settling when it's a three. He's not exactly settling when he's, like, just nailing everything. So uh, pretty gnarly game. 43, 15, and 7, 12 of 14 of the free throw line. Absolutely won that game flat out for the Sixers. Doc tried his hardest to fucking lose it. Embiid just went, no, Doc, shut up. We're not losing. (laughs) And won the fucking game. Oh, God. But this is it. You're putting a bit of work on Embiid in December. I'll tell you that much. Talk about that later. Who is Spud of the Night? Spud, 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 few games, he's gone 5 of 11, 5 of 15, 5 of 19, and he's gone, I believe, 3 of 15 from downtown. His shot is just completely full. He's had some weird games this year where he's looked pretty good. Other ones where you're like, uh, does he know how to play basketball? What's happening? He's been all over the shop. It's one of those weird ones where he's got to acclimatize to Lamello, Terry Rousey, and obviously the emergence of Miles Bridges. you got a couple of other young dudes, PJ Hamilton, Washington. Uh, James Booknight, obviously. And Gordy's trying to figure out where he goes. But this is the game. Gordy, you're like the last man fucking standing. You and Kelly Oubre. Off you go. And he's like, oh, nah, man. 5 of 19. Brutal. 1 of 8 from downtown. He did have 9 assists and 0 turnovers. But, yeah, shit. 12 points and 19 shots, man. Uh, And the other one is Robert fucking Covington. Lord Robert Covington. He's, look, if you ask a Blazers fan, his name is Robert fucking Covington. 1 of 8 today. Oh, hey, uh, Bob Covington. Yeah, so you know how, like, we don't have Dame or CJ? Yeah, do you reckon you could hit more than one shot? Nah, man, can't do it, eh? Nah, can't hit a three. Oh, five. Ten rebounds. Cool, bro. You were a minus 23. You lost by 12. How does that happen? Fuck. And everyone's like, oh, man, just, oh, yeah, look, their defense is a bit shoddy. Yeah. Covington is, like, one of the most overrated 3 and D dudes. you got to hit a... He's like the Baysmore of a... He's taller Kent Bazemore, basically, at this point. The idea of, like, going rolling it out there and going, nah, he's a good 3 and D, dude. So the D is horrible, and he can't hit a fucking 3. So he's a nothing and nothing dude. What are you doing? 
Ugh. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I still reckon maybe play Larry Nance in place of Covington. You might have a better shot. Uh, either way, they both sucked. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates there? Well, Pat Beverly got a fucking tech from the bench today. Oh, Jimmy, that's pretty rough, isn't it? Yeah, he was in street clothes. That's how much of an, a fucking annoying little prick you've got to be and how much the uh, refs are just like, oh, I fucking hate Pat Bev. He's not even dressed. Fuck him. Tech on Patrick Beverly. <laughs> He's in street clothes. He's basically a part of the audience. Oh, I love it. That's how hated Pat Beverly is. Pantsing of the night. <laughs> Fatty, fatty, fat, fat. A couple of good ones today. JT Thor playing his first minutes for the Charlotte Hornets absolutely brought the full fucking mong year on Andre Drummond. JT Thor goes, oh, here's my hammer, motherfucker. Bang, Andre! Just dunked on him into oblivion, sent him all the way back to fucking Asgard. Wait, no. JT Thor would have gone to Asgard because that's where he's from. Whatever. <laughs> that one fell apart. Either way, gave him the full Molnir and that was sick. Ish Wainwright as well got got by Bryn, your mum's best mate, Forbes. Made it look like he was doing a fucking Irish jig, poor Ish Wainwright. Seriously, go watch this one. Bryn Forbes just puts fucking Ish into the uh, spin cycle and he's out there like Michael fucking flatly with his legs going blah, 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 blah. Looks like a cartoon where he's like trying to run too fast and he keeps going in the same spot. But his legs were crossing himself over and just, yeah, it was all akimbo. Tough scene there for Ishrain Wainwright and Andre Drummond. He got pantsed. Boy, JT Thor, that was pretty bloody good, I'll tell you that much. Uh, and finally, who was better than Lonzo Ball today? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Uh, Lonzo was very good today. Uh, so how about we go to Junte Murray, though, the NBA's quietest superstar just down there in San Antonio. He's been fucking amazing this year and should, should, should run away with most improved player, but because the Spurs get absolutely zero fucking shine, he won't. Uh, 17 points, 6 rebounds, 14 assists and 2 steals today. It goes 7-12 to 12 from the floor. That was both of his threes. He was huge. Lonzo was really good as well. So, look. Maybe not better than Lonzo Ball, but as good as Lonzo Ball. Does that sound good? Might be a bit of a cop-out, but blow it out your nose. All right, let's do some ENRs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some yenars. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com. If you're in Melbourne, it's party time. What are you doing? Come on. No Ronas at the moment. Just don't get the Rona. Go to the online bottle. Though. Don't even risk getting the Omicron Percy I8 Rona. Fuck that noise. Bring the bottle to you with the dailyliquor.com. They'll drop it off at your door if you're in the Melbourne metro area. And you get same-day delivery if you order before noon. So go check it out. They've got amazing beers, wines, cocktails, everything you need this summer to get into the mood of a Rona-free Outdoors party time summer. Fuck yes, are you excited? 
No more lockdowns, bros. No more lockdowns, eh? Uh, so, yeah, boom. Off you go. The online bottle at thedailyliquor.com. If you're banging the code Strayer as well, you'll get a free six-pack of the Dos Blocos XPA, which is a fucking good drinking beer. I'll tell you that much. I can tell you who I've been drinking a lot of it too. Oh, yes. Get him, Jimmy. So there you go. You get a free sixer on me, and you'll go, oh, thanks, Jimmy, you legend. So just go to thedailyliquor.com. Banging that code Strayer. Right. Be over 18, of course. Don't be an idiot. Uh, yeah, Nas. Number one, should the Blazers bite the bullet and trade Dame CJ and just go the fucking whole hog? Yeah, nah. Ugh. This one just tears me up because I think, nah, I still think they're good enough to tinker with and maybe make some noise if Dame can just sort of get healthy. That sort of seems to be the biggest thing holding them back, right? He hasn't been healthy since before the Olympics. And if we can get healthy Dame on the Blazers, like anything, anything is possible, but trade CJ. Because the problem was like when they were like, oh, we'll get Norm Power Man. It's like, why? Because ideally they had Anthony Simons and Nasir Little who just haven't developed quickly enough, right? To basically have one of those guys start and have Norm essentially be a super-sized, super-powered Jordan Jeremy Clarkson super six-man sub. And so now you're starting Dame, CJ, Norm, and you got no size in your backcourt on the wings. Simons and Little are showing flashes but not enough. So you're sort of stuck here going, well, we need to fucking turn CJ McCollum into something. Unfortunately, CJ's also been playing like shit so far this season. So I kind of think you just go, right, fuck it. CJ for Ben Simmons, whatever. And at least then we've got Simo, who's like a 24-year-old building block. And we can try to figure out if he and Dame work together. And if not, we can move on for Dame this... Like, Dame's 31. He's never going to have more value than this year, right? Because he can actually go sign a mega, mega extension after this one if he needs to. But he's also got like a huge amount of money and time left on his contract. So if you're going to trade for him, you're like, well, we're all in. Whereas the Blazers, I mean, the other part is like, well, we've already topped out. You know? How much further can we really go? And the question is, we're not entirely sure and it's probably not very far. There's the Simmons trade, maybe... Otherwise, you try to finagle Sabonis out of Indy and do the Sabonis Blazer legacy tour, which would be fucking gnarly. But again, that doesn't really change your defensive outlook. So I feel like the Simmons trade, ASAMP, see how it goes with Dame. And then in the offseason, you can maybe uh, move on from Dame to see how this goes out. But it just feels weird at the moment, doesn't it? And the old Shea thing. But the problem is they just don't have like a direction. They don't have a GM. They don't have anyone in charge at the moment, really. Unless Jody Allen's going to be like, all right, this is going to be our direction. And her, like, you know, cabal of uh, people who are in charge of all the Allen sports stuff. But I just don't quite see it. So it could be a whole bunch of noise about nothing, which sucks. Because they kind of need to do something. Because they're just dispirited and shit at the moment. And they've got a new coach. It's crazy. Uh, If you're the Sixers, would you want CJ, Jimmy? Yeah, nah. This is also kind of the problem because kind of nah. Like, CJ McCollum is good. He's really good. But 30, and, like, what are you getting from CJ that you're not going to get from, like, Maxi in, like, a year or two, if not, like, right now? And, like, Seth Curry is basically, like, 80% of what CJ is doing anyway. He doesn't uptick your defense at all. Like, you've still got Matty T, that's fine, but it doesn't feel like much of an upgrade of much, you know? Like, I think it would have been sick to see, like, CJ McCollum go to Dallas... Maybe the extreme Zinger meal, Supercharged Zinger Burger. 
supercharged Zinger Burger. Maybe goes to Indy, Sabonis goes to Portland, Karras and El Presidente and other bits and bobs go to Philly. But because Indy are like, nah, man, we're going to sign Malcolm Brogdon to an extension and completely fuck up all the uh, ideas of improving our team, man. Uh, it's really fucked that. But there was a, like, there's a framework floating around, but it's just, it's tricky. And I just don't know if I want CJ McCollum. Like, it feels like CJ, as a scorer, is really fucking good and would fit really well next to Embiid. But you still kind of do lack, like, the lead ball-handling point guard that I feel like you'd want if you're uh, Paul, uh, if you're Philly. So, anyway. Speaking of which, will this trade deadline be nuts? Yeah, nah, I think it will be. Yeah. Uh, I think every time we get to this whole, oh, man, nah, it's going to be a quiet trade deadline this year. I reckon like, everyone's quiet. Nah, boom. Shit gets fucking weird out of nowhere. you got buyers and sellers plenty. I mean, everybody's in that creamy middle at the moment where they feel like one more sort of move might push them over the top, trying to, like, differentiate themselves a little bit or something, and uh, I think there'll be a bunch of shit going on. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. So they won today, but really? Is this the plan, Sixers? Was that your plan? Ride Embiid into the ground in December to beat a fucking Hornets team without half their dudes? What has happened in the past? How did you not get past Atlanta? Oh, man, it was Ben Simmons' fault. Yeah, but Embiid also just couldn't play in fucking fourth quarters very well. It was all right last year, to be fair, but still. It's December. The poor dudes all fucking just getting over COVID. And they need 43 and 15 to get past a fucking Hornets team that doesn't have, like, half their team. Not ideal. Oh, it's okay. We've got Andre Drummond. He gets lots of rebounds. Yeah, but he's shit at basketball. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. Uh, how about an Outback Takeout? It's Tuesday at Outback, and you know what that means. That's right. We're all jumping on seek.com.au to see if we can get some new stuff because... I don't know why I keep doing it, but it just tastes so good. Of course, it also leaves eight dead bodies, and I need to get a whole new staff each week, but you can't go past our cassowary casserole. That's right, the world's most deadly bird. Taking out my kitchen staff one week at a time. Only at our back. And today's Flame Grill take is the 5-0 run from the Grizz definitely proves they're better without Jamarant and should trade him for Ben Simmons right now. Uh, also, um, I love this one from Dan Drush yesterday. Uh, if you're relying on Josh Hart to be healthy to beat the Rockets, then pack it in. Zion might actually just be saying he's sore in the foot because he's actually playing for this team will hurt his rep and sponsorship dollars. Only at Outback. I love that point. And man, Dan Drusher. Yeah, Zion might actually just be like, nah, I'm good. Nah, man, my foot's a bit sore still. Fuck. Zion, we can't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, but it still hurts, man. I don't know what's going on. It's a bit weird, eh? <laughs> All right, straight player watch right after. Let's say Jingles. This is Joe Ingles, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. Let's do the Australian player watch. Uh, remember, if you want to find out what Chris Paul, NASA Commander, Scott Kelly, and Reddit co-founder Alexis Ahanian have in common, then you better go download Knowable from your app store. They've got incredible experiences. They're on Knowable, which is a... Uh, very cool podcast-ish kind of app, right? It's like a podcast app, but not. It is basically teacher stuff. It's like Spotify, but for learning stuff. I love it. Like the bloke from NASA talks about space. I'm reading a uh, the last of the Thrawn trilogy, the old Star Wars ones at the moment. 
and uh, the new ones rather. And uh, I've also got the expanse coming up, so I'm fucking all space at the moment, loving it. Uh, Chris Paul talks about the benefits of a plant-based lifestyle. Alexis O'Hanian teaches you how to launch a startup. Over 100 other experts waiting to teach you something new, so check it out. Download the Noble app, bang in the code Straya, and get 20% off, and go get smart today. Uh, the Australian player watch, Aussie Matty T, in that win against Charlotte, 20 minutes off the bench, went 1-1 one one from the floor. So he ends up with two points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal. On your Aussie Matty T. Matisse Tyrell crushing it. Josh Giddy, he's back, baby. The mop-top mumber himself. And that big win over Detroit, got over his non-COVID-related illness, 12 points, 5 assists, went 5 of 6 from the floor. The only shot he missed was a 3, 2 or 2 at the line, 1 steal. He did have 4 turnovers, but you get that on the big jobs, 12 and 5, nothing to sniff at. And rock him, sock him, block him, jock him, Landale. <gasps> Didn't get out there against Phoenix for the Spurs because bloody pop. And he's anti-Australian bias. Oh, nah, man, but he, like, got Andrew Gaze and Shane Hill and Paddy Mills and bangers, and yeah... He fucked the usage of all of them. Paddy Mills, look at him. He's out there crushing it for Brooklyn. Pop didn't want bangers shooting threes. He's only the best fucking shooting big man of all time. Jesus. Nah, tell me again how Pop's a fucking genius. <laughs> With all of his anti-strain bias. All right, a really quick Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot, shoot a shot. Light him up, a wood. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord, I'm healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot, light him up award. Uh, all the Hawks. <laughs> 25 of 49 from three today. So TLC, Timothy Luwalu Cabarou. I was sitting next to him and his family when he got drafted. Gave him a high five. 7 of 14 from the uh, three. Trey Young, 4 of 9 from three. Danilo Gallinari, 4 of 6 from three. Gorgie fucking dang! Three of four from three. John Collins, that's a tall cocktail. Three of six from downtown. Kevin fucking Huerta. Two of six from downtown. Lou Will, one and two. And Dylan Wright, also one and two. A franchise record, 25 made threes for the Hawks. That was insane. And I guess that's how you overcome, you know, missing three of your main rotation players. Just nail all of the threes. <laughs> it's fucking sick. So good job by the Hawks. You basically turned to an entire team of Shane Heels today. You'll love to see it. All right. Paddy Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in for today. Uh, I don't believe we've got a new Paddy tweet, but we do have uh, a bit of the jingling Joe Ingles because Joey had a really good retweet today, uh, which I very much enjoyed because it was Melbourne United saying, a star in the making, David Okawera, uh, is the youngest Australian to score double figures in his NBL debut since Jingling Joe Ingles back in September 2006. And Jingles retweeted that from United saying, Congrats, David Okwera. Awesome. Prayer hands emoji, prayer hands emoji, prayer hands emoji. What a legend. Just out like that. He's also giving out uh, coffee recommendations at the moment. So on you, Jingles. Love it. All right, let's do the uh, game previews for tomorrow. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How's it all going? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Still a bit sore, as I mentioned right at the top. But you get that, don't you? When you're wildly unfit and play pub cricket. One, two, three, four. Five out of ten today. Out on the picks. So check over that. That's a bit of a tough one, isn't it? Five out of ten. Either way, um, I thought, you know, Orlando would put up a bit more of a fight. 
So that leaves us at 194 of 353 for the season. So we're still crushing it. Only three games tomorrow, which is great because I'm looking after the squid all day. And we're going to do a uh, late NFL Australia this week because Gaz is up in Sudu doing work. And uh, copped a bit of the uh, bronchitis. He reckons it's bronchitis. I'm just saying it's probably Rona. But either way, Wednesday, tomorrow's games, we've got Brooklyn to Dallas. KD, maybe versus Luke. you got to assume Luca might be back. Who knows? I'm taking Brooklyn minus two and a half anyway. I think this is one of those uh, classic games where James Harden goes back to Texas and he's like, oh, this would be more like it. The strippers are a bit bigger. <laughs> Let's fucking go. His eyes light up. <laughs> You see all the steakhouses in Dallas. Dallas is beautiful. I've been there a couple of times. And uh, the steakhouses are off the chain. Uh, don't know about the Rippers. Never went. But either way, it's minus two and a half. Give me the net. San Antonio are hosting the New York Knickerbockers of New York City. The Spurs are two and a half point underdogs at home against the Knicks. They are in a back-to-back. But can you honestly tell me with a straight face that the Spurs haven't been playing just as well, if not better than the Knicks? I'm taking the Spurs plus two and a half here at home against a Knicks team that just kind of stinks. Like, maybe they get RJ Barrett back. Maybe Randall plays a bit better now that Kemba's out. Maybe the defense is a little bit more stalwart without Kemba in the starting lineup. I still just trust Spurs a bit more at the moment. So give me the Spurs plus two and a half. And finally, another one. We've got great games tomorrow. Boston at Lakers. Always a cracker. The Celtics are two-and-a-half-point underdogs in L.A. You know that LeBron wants to make a big statement. This would be a really fun game. I'm still taking Boston plus two-and-a-half. I'm just saying. I think they've got the weapons to actually beat the Lakers. They're riding high after an absolute belting of Portland the other day. Give me the Celtics plus two-and-a-half. But that's going to be fucking awesome. Time Lord versus AD. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown up against LeBron Jones, Marcus Smart and Rusty Westbrook. Ah! I can't bloody wait. So we'll wrap all that up for you tomorrow, won't we? All right, that's it. Easy. Uh, so make sure you're following us on Twitter, Facey IG, we're all over the socials. Uh, check out NFL Australia. It'll be out uh, tomorrow, late tomorrow night, because, yeah, late one this week. Uh, but go Pats. How good was that win today? Three passes. Mac Jonesy, legend. Either way, Gaz and I chop it up every week about NFL Australia on NFL Australia, so go check it out. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia. Just go search World Wrestling Australia on YouTube. Get caught up. He did an awesome wrap-up of uh, what all the Aussies have been up to in the last 12 months in World Wrestling Australia. So go check that on YouTube uh, or follow FWCIE on Twitter. Good shit. Uh, get around NBAstraia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. I just sent some out the other day and yesterday. So get your merch in right now. Orders. Quick. I'm going to mount to your ASA and Vulcan. Hey, buy some T-shirts. That's why old mate won't yell at me that they're still sitting there. Uh, check us a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Pocket, whatever podcast app you use. Bang in a uh, review and a, uh, you know, five stars or a basher. Come on. Manscaped.com, use the code Straya, 20% off from free shipping there. TheDailyLicker.com, use the code Straya and get, what, a free six-pack from The Daily Liquor. Yeah, if you're in Melbourne. Shit, yes. Knowable, download that app. Bang in the code Straya, get 20% off as well. And big thanks have always got to go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out their new band, House Hats. They're really good. Uh, also, big thanks go to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify, however you listen to your tunes. Go check it out. NBA Australia Sports Australian Bands, they're all legends. And uh, we'll close out today's show with a brand new Jingles HR. And we will catch you tomorrow, dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And... 
Go Pats. Later, Hosanna! G'day, Joe Ingalls here, head of Jingles HR. Yep, that's right. When I'm not out here sinking threes, giving coffee tips, looking after me kids, or moving more stuff into my mansion in Paul George's head, I'm the head of the world's leading HR firm, here to answer all your questions about HR. That's right, human resources. And today's question comes from Neil in Portland. Dear Joe, I think my management style may have rubbed some wrong people the wrong way. I mean, I just got fired after I tried yelling at them, I tried swearing at them, I tried saying weird sexual shit at them, and I even tried yelling sexual swear words and weird shit at them, but I just think there was a conspiracy to fire me because that's what they did, and now I don't get a nice big plump payout. Uh, Do you have any tips as to what I should do? Thanks and cheers, Neil. Portland. Oh, yeah, look, uh, thanks for writing in, Neil. Uh, But I'll tell you what, right off the bat, uh, I reckon you might have approached this the wrong way. I'll just, look, if I had KPIs for management, eh, I reckon you're probably hitting none of them. So I'd attend my next How Not to Be a Complete Fucking Shit Show of a Manager seminar, you idiot. Obviously. Jesus, get a hold of yourself. As we say here at Jingles HR, you're only as good as the people up top. And I mean, we're with Jingles HR. It's me, so we're fucking legends here, so I'm just saying. All right, and that's all we've got time for. Look, Neil, come to one of the seminars about how not to be a shit-ass manager, and then we'll talk. Does that sound good? All right, there you go. Hope that helps. That's all we've got time for this week. I've been Jingling Joe Ingles. Go get a jab up, ya. <laughs>